bridge Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. This episode is actually a whole lot of me, because sometimes that's just how the podcast ball bounces. In this episode, we have some good stories about turtles, a certain type of glaucoma, COVID, nudity, effers, actors, and the king of the Arctic. Let's get on with the show. This came from listener John. I think we have two listeners, two different listener Johns who sent me fun things <laughs> this month. He said, thanks for your fun podcast. Your episodes are a treat I save to enjoy on long drives, like a bit of chocolate in the day. How nice is that? So he said that he heard this story in Japan and he translated it to me in English, and it says, This morning, at the Narita airport, there was a runway incursion. This plane bound for Okinawa. The pilot says, Now on the runway. On the departure runway, a turtle is on the runway, so we've stopped. <laughs> and this is funny because uh, he had a video. It was all in uh, Japanese, so I couldn't say it, but the, the plane has a turtle on it. What is the chances that a plane with a turtle on it would be stopped on the runway because of a turtle? <laughs> and then it looks like there's a turtle on the runway, a turtle walking on the runway. Then there's audio um, from a active pilot from another airline who was quite surprised. Not once have I seen a turtle, a turtle. Well, that's surprising. I thought, where did the turtle come from? And then the announcer said, by chance, one delayed airplane had a sea turtle designed on the airplane. The turtle was soon caught, the veteran pilot said. The engine is close to the runway, so if the turtle was overlooked, that could be bad. If the turtle got sucked into the engine, its hard shell could break engine blades and cause an engine fire or explosion. A fire could start in the engine or could get destroyed, causing lots of problems. And the announcer said, well, how did the turtle get on the runway? And then they interviewed a turtle expert. <laughs> who explained what kind of turtle it was, a red-eared slider. In recent years, these turtles, an invasive species and common in the pet trade, have spread to many ponds and become a problem. And the announcer said, but where did the turtle come from? The turtle expert said, there aren't any homes close to the airport, so the turtle probably came by himself from around the airport. They move slowly, taking their time. <laughs> 
And then a flight attendant who was on the ANA aircraft expressed surprise at the coincidence that the plane had a turtle on it and said that they took off in a buoyant mood despite the delay. I mean, really, how mad can you get at a straight turtle? What they didn't mention, which I would have liked to hear, was the communication with the ramp worker where they had to get on the the walkie-talkie and be like, hey, get out to taxiway Bravo 4. There's a turtle on the loose. A turtle on the loose. Go catch the turtle. And they'd be like, you want me to what? Run out on the taxiway and get the turtle. What am I supposed to do with the turtle? Just get it. Just go out there, run out there, get the turtle. <laughs> the plane with the turtle on it is delayed. Look at me. I'm Gosh darn it, I thought I had recorded this girl telling this story. It was great, but it's just not there. Maybe I didn't hit it, record properly. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to retell it. So we were on this long extended delay and... Uh, terrible for crew and the passengers. Nobody wants to be delayed. And while, you know, the seven hours we were waiting around, we kept speculating about what was going to happen to the trip because it was a really long trip and the pilots have to have a certain amount of layover. So then we thought our layover, our trip was going to get extended to like five days. And uh, both this girl and I had a trip the next day, which is hard to do like a five-day trip, turn around and do a three-day trip the next day, especially if you're going to commute and try to fly home and uh, fly back. And you don't, because you couldn't just stay there in a hotel because you don't have the right stuff for the next trip. Anyway, when we were speculating that we we're going to probably be working a five-day trip and then come back and have to work the next day, she said, well, I am going to have a severe case of anal glaucoma. And I was like, what? I'm thinking, I haven't heard of that. Anal, anal glaucoma, anal glaucoma. What's anal? I know what glaucoma is. And she goes, it's when I can't see my ass going to work. <laughs> anal glaucoma. I just can't see my ass going to work. Well, it turns out that anal glaucoma is really, really common. And a lot of people have it. I have an anal glaucoma. I have anal glaucoma. I have anal glaucoma. So a little clarification on the anal glaucoma. When she was saying she couldn't see her ass go into work, she wasn't going to call in sick. So she wasn't affecting the airline. It's just that uh, we were on this trip and uh, there was bad weather and we were missing a pilot, ended up getting canceled. Uh, Because we're senior, we can hold international trips, good trips. Uh, You can just put it on the computer swap board and the junior people will happily pick it up because it's a trip they can't normally get. So it doesn't affect the airline. So when she was getting her anal glaucoma, (laughs) couldn't see her ass going to work, it was not going to affect the airline to just like pick up a trip a couple days later. But then that story reminded me of something else that I had forgot to talk about in the podcast, which is unusual because I'm always looking for content, right? Uh, Especially some months that I don't have as much as other. But anyway, I totally forgot about this. At the beginning of the pandemic, I'm in the flight attendant lounge. Everybody, it was scary. I mean, it was really scary. You thought everybody was going to die. You're afraid you were going to die. Everybody had all of this crazy information. And she said, oh, my doctor told me, and it was a gastroenterologist, so that could explain something. But anyway, she said, my doctor told me, if you don't want to get the coronavirus, this is what you do. You go and get some neosporin and you put it under your nose and around your 
bumhole. And uh, she's like, this is what's going to this is what's going to save us from the coronavirus. And, you know, it's just like there was a run on toilet paper. There's not going to be any Neosporin anywhere because everybody's going to want it. And I was like, oh, so I ran upstairs <laughs> into the airport, went to the gift shop. I'm like, do you have Neosporin? And they had I, I bought two big, way overpriced tubes because I thought there's no one. There's got to be a Neosporin shortage. And then <laughs> I don't know, for oh, a couple of months, I put that Neosporin under my nose. And I didn't know what to apply the Neosporin to my bum hole with. So I bought little gauze, <laughs> sterile like for bandages, these little gauze pads that I was using. And you know what? I don't know if it did anything, but I had a slimy ass, a slimy, gooey ass. And a friend of mine, I had told them that this is what's going to save us from the coronavirus. And they were like, that's just a bridge too far. I can't do the slimy ass at work. But you know what? I realized that the neosporin slimy, gooey ass could possibly help with I have anal glaucoma. So I woke up today with a cold. Yes, this is me. I know I sound a little... Actually, it sounds... I sound pretty good compared to this morning. So I wake up with this cold. I was supposed to go to work. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. So I haven't had a cold in years. But here I, I know I have a cold. So I had an unexpected... <laughs> I had an unexpected case of anal glaucoma. Just couldn't see my ass going to work with this cold. And more importantly, I was afraid, what if it's COVID? You know, I yes, I have both vaccines, but you know, lots of people still get it and I don't want to give it to anybody else. So I hurried up and put my trip on the swap board and luckily somebody took it because it was a desirable trip. And um, so now I don't have to work, but I'm worried that I have COVID and I don't want to give it to anybody else. So, uh, after I got rid of my trip, I went back to bed and I slept till like 10 o'clock. And I was thinking, that's probably not good either. It means I'm really sick. And it was really, it's really in my chest. So I'm like, oh, crap, I might have COVID. So um, I get online and it's Saturday. And I wanted a rapid test because I didn't want to wait two days because I don't want to get anybody else sick. Um, I wouldn't even feel comfortable going to the grocery store if I don't, if I might have it. So I'm looking and I find that you can pay for a rapid test. Um, it's like $150, which is expensive. But I, I, I feel like it was worth it um, because if I have COVID, I'm not going to be able to go to work for a while. And I got to have a lot of plans. You know, I've got to like rearrange everything. I got to have groceries delivered. So I, I make appointment to pay for the rapid test. Okay. I get there and it's at the urgent care and they have a... Um, trailer set up outside and then a tent so you don't have to sit in the sun and you you sit in your car and then they tell you to come over to the tent to fill out this paperwork and as I'm sitting there this guy comes up heavy set guy uh, <clears throat> and he goes how are you and I said I'm fine <laughs> he doesn't know I normally sound like <laughs> because you would be able to tell that I wasn't fine so um I said how are you and he said obviously not good or else I wouldn't be here so uh he goes in and they have the door open because it's hot and they're in a trailer. So I can hear everything. And I'm not trying to listen, but I'm in the tent and the door's open and I can hear. So the guy had tested positive five days prior and now he wanted some treatments. And the doctor was explaining that 
I have trouble saying this, monoclonal antibodies are only available during the week and it's Saturday. So by the time he could get it, he's already going to have COVID for seven days. And he didn't think in his opinion that he should take it at that point. Well, the guy wanted these other treatments that are controversial. None of this. I'm not political. I'm just listening. Okay. I'm just telling a story um, because it gets a little interesting. So now they start arguing. Um, the guy wasn't vaccinated and he wants these controversial things and um, he's like scolding the doctor. And then the doctor said, so you think you know more than me? And the guy said, well, I could tell he wanted to say yes. <laughs> he didn't feel comfortable. So then the doctor said, okay, of the two of us, which one of us has the coronavirus? And I was like, okay, score one for the doctor. <laughs> so then I get in there and I say, I probably just have a cold. I just wanted to get the test because I don't want to get anybody else sick. So um, we take do the test. It's the one where he does it and they shove it all the way up there. But I've had a lot of those. That's fine. It's uncomfortable, but I just want to know. I'm just crossing my fingers and my toes that I'm negative because um, then I can go back to work sooner. I just got to get my voice back. And uh, I was negative. So I had this unexpected case of anal glaucoma. <laughs> Couldn't see my ass going to work sounding like this. I'd scare everybody. Uh, but I did a happy dance because I didn't have the coronavirus. Yay! So if my voice sounds a little off, it's because my ear is still plugged. I just went to the doctor getting over a cold. I tend to record the stories during the month so I can see how much material I have, how much material I need. And uh, and so I don't have so much to do when it comes time to the 7th when I post the podcast. So uh, I'm no longer sick as a dog, but uh, I'm not back to normal. So my voice might sound a little odd, especially since I can only hear from one ear. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, I got this email from a listener named Joe, and I'll do a little bit of a backstory in case you haven't heard that episode. But after the coronavirus, and we're handing out Purell at the door, and then they had this great idea to put these Purell dispensers attached to the wall on like a metal shelf so that the passengers could have Purell whenever they would like it. Well, oh my goodness, I saw them and I thought that's a terrible terrible, terrible idea because it's shoulder level. And now passengers, when you're walking on the plane, you're in kind of kill time mode. So you guys walk slow and we're in work mode. And on international, we have a lot of services. So we walk fast. And when you're walking fast and that darn soap dispenser ledge is shoulder level, it's like you just go bam and you hit yourself and you're like, Ah, it's like you're in a fight with the soap dispenser and the soap dispenser always wins. It's even worse. There's one plane where if you're sitting at the three doors, you there's no place for you to put your bag. I know you guys always think about where you're putting your bags, but there's lots of times no place for us to put our bags and you have to get in and out of it. You got to get your crew rest stuff. You know, you need to get your phone. You need to get your onboard shoes. So I want you to get in and out of there. And so on this plane, you can put your bag under the seat, the last row of seats before the bathroom. But guess what's right above there? <laughs> right above, straight above there is that gosh darn soap dispenser. And so I bend down to get my stuff out of my bag, come up and wham. And I'm like, this thing's gonna kill me. <laughs> 
So anyway, I get an email from listener Joe, and it said, I wanted to share a story with you that happened to me on a major airline two weeks ago. My fiance and I were boarding a plane headed to Columbus, and right before we step off the jet bridge and onto the plane, I saw the hand sanitizer shelf that you warned us about in an earlier episode. And as I continued walking under the plane, I kept reminding myself about the shelf. Don't hit the shelf. Don't hit the shelf. Don't hit the shelf. (laughs) As I was just about to pass the flight attendant greeting the oncoming passengers, I hear her say, sir, and I turn towards her and she hands me a hand sanitizer packet. And I must have blocked her out because of focusing so much on avoiding the hurting myself on the hand sanitizer shelf. As I turn around and continue walking down the plane, bam, I rammed my shoulder into the shelf. I couldn't believe I did exactly what I was trying to prevent myself from doing. Later on during the flight, I had to use a lavatory. And as I left the lavatory again, what did I do? I ran smack dab in the shoulder into the hand sanitizer shelf. I couldn't believe I did it twice on one flight. And I told this to a a friend of mine who's a flight attendant. And boy, did I get an earful about how much she hates that shelf as well. So my place that I live in now that I've been in a little over a year is a two-story one bedroom townhouse. So in the in the second story is like a high ceiling. So like my bedroom has a very high ceiling and there's a um vanity bathroom area and then the toilet shower areas in a different room. And then there's a tall window there in that like high ceiling that goes uh, that's in the vanity area and then a window in the bathroom and it's so high up then there's nothing else around that I don't really have to shut that window shade or blinds ever because nobody can see in it. It's too high, right? It's too high up. And so I never even really think about it. I had come back from the pool and I'm going to get in the shower to rinse the chemicals off from swimming. And I take I don't have to worry because all the other shades are closed where anybody could see in. But the one window that nobody can see in because it's too high up uh, is open and um, buck naked. And there's a guy on the roof. You know, if there's (laughs) if there's a guy on the roof, he can see in the window. And my (laughs) he had come up on the roof. It's the the pest control guy. There had been some rodent issues. And so he was up on the roof to like uh, screen off or block off anywhere. Luckily, it wasn't in my unit, but they were doing all the units. And uh, uh, I didn't know that he was going to be coming that day. I didn't know there was going to be somebody on the roof. And how am I supposed to know there's going to be somebody on the roof when I take my clothes off? <laughs> and we locked eyes and I kind of was like, ah! awkward. So this was really fun for me on the airplane. We're boarding, going to Europe, and uh, I see this woman with this thing that I've never seen before on the side of the airplane by the window. And I was like, hey, what is that? Kind of reminds me of the story with Herman, the (laughs) suction cup turtle where the flight attendant saw the turtle stuck to the... (laughs) 
<laughs> the window was like, hey, what is that? This is totally different. Uh, it was a ledge, like a, for you to put your drinks. She had her drinks, her glasses, her earbuds, and a space for your phone on, on the window. And I was like, hey, hey. Not like, hey, shame on you. Like, hey, what is that? Look at that. I was so excited. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and she goes, oh, um, before I go on a trip, I just like Google best travel accessories. And I found this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's genius. It's genius. I wish I had thought of that. I'm like, hey. <laughs> now, granted, I might be getting more excited then I should. But maybe not because everybody wants more space on the airplane. And you so like say you're at the window seat and you have your tray table down and you want to go to the bathroom, you got to kind of shimmy out from under it or you know you got to shove all your stuff in the seat pocket, you know how dirty that is. Well, this thing it gives you more space. Everybody wants more space on the airplane. I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. I, I got to see like what how does it fit in there?" Uh it I could tell it was folded. I was like, "Hey, let me let me see this thing. I mean, I literally was like, woohoo, this is this is exciting. So it's like a piece of plastic. And it, when it's flat, it's like a piece of cardboard. So it doesn't take up any space in your bag or any weight in your bag. You fold it kind of like in a triangle. It locks in and has a space for two beverages, a phone, your glasses, your earbuds. And I was like, it's genius. And then you know, I'm supposed to be helping people with their bags and stuff. And I was like, you guys got to see this thing back here. <laughs> look at this. The, wow. So each of us took turns going to look and admire. <laughs> and uh, one girl, he had even ordered seven of them by the end of the flight. She was going to give them this gifts because they're not even $15. I'll put a link on my website, BettyInTheSky.com. It's genius. So that flight uh, got canceled and we were delayed forever. We had boarded the passengers and um, then the pilot never made it and because of weather. Anyway, um, this is something I don't see that often, but uh, the first class passengers, I was working in first class, uh, going to be working in first class. <laughs> and now it's like midnight. And uh, believe me, I wanted to go on that trip. I had a safari planned and paid for it. and But I, I understand their frustration and everything. But this was unusual. And I'm going to use not the word they were using, but a version of. So the pilot makes the PA that the, the pilot hasn't made it. So now they're, they're, it's going to be too long a duty day. So they've gone illegal. So we're going to have to cancel the flight. And then the first class passenger started going, you effers, you effers, you mother effers, <laughs> just yelling. And I was thinking, okay, so this story is about me overreacting and me swearing. You effers! <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you overreact. I had some friends coming over uh, for a light lunch, and uh, I get up in the morning, bright and early. I'm gonna clean the house, make a little charcuterie board, um, you know, fruit and cheese and hummus and guacamole and. Caprice, stuff like that. Um, light nibbling because uh, they were passing through. And I look out in my backyard. And the gardeners, who for the association, because I live in a townhouse, have ripped out everything in my backyard. And I was like, <gasps> I mean, uh, I, I, I was just like 
apoplectic. I was like, what is going on? I had like this tropical jungle garden back there. and had all these palm, like palmetto plants, palm fronds, and these other like big fern palms. I don't know what they're called. They were here when I got here. But it was like lush and they cut everything back to stumps and it was like a like a bare nothing with stumps and I people coming over and I went out there and I was like what is going on and they're like well cut it back it'll look really nice when it grows back in and I'm thinking well, it looks like crap now um I mean it's not their fault just like it wasn't my fault <laughs> And the pilot couldn't get there. So, I mean, I didn't say anything to them, but my neighbor comes out. She's the one with the little dog that likes to bark at me. It's like he's never seen me. He's always like, wah, 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 wah. so they come out and she was like, what happened to your backyard? I'm like, those ebbers, they cut everything down and I have people coming over and it looks terrible. <laughs> it's just kind of like, like a, like a child, like, and she was like, well, it'll, it'll probably look better when, you know, it comes back in. But, it, you know, it was very bare, stark looking. And I'm like, yeah, but I got people coming over now. It's just like you don't expect. It's like you have no control. Nobody tells you all of a sudden they just rip out everything out of your backyard. Uh, I was able to move things around, some potted plants to fill in the put in front of the stumps and move things. And, it, you know, they had never seen the place before. So they thought it looked fine. But, you know, it was just like shocking to me. But when my neighbor, so I actually said, uh, I said like, those efforts, they pulled everything out. And she's never heard me swear before. <laughs> she's probably thinking, who's this? So she's going back in her house and the little dog's like, rah, 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 rah. and I, I felt like the little dog was like, rah, 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 rah. she swore. Rah, 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 rah. She overreacted. Rah, 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 rah. And it's like, yeah, he was right. Thanks for the I want to thank any of you who are so kind, and a lot of you are going to be doing holiday shopping. You can take one extra second, go to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, click through. It doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. It spreads holiday cheer <laughs> to me anyway. And I like to see what people buy. Somebody bought a book called The Tree where man was born. I like that title. Somebody bought 20 hard hats. 20 hard hats. That's unusual. And um, uh, like six people bought that that ledge that um, you put at the window. That And I bought one. <laughs> I'm taking it on my trip to Canada. So hopefully I'll get a, you know, I'll stand by. I never know where I'm going to sit. But hopefully, and I'm going to be on other airlines. Anyway, uh, hopefully I'm going to get a window seat so I can try my ledge to put my beverages on. <laughs> And you can get the link to that at my website, BettyInTheSky.com, along with the Amazon links. And I thank you so, so very much. So some of you guys who have been listening for a long time know that I used to date an actor when I lived in Los Angeles. And he had a lot of famous friends. And we moved in circles that um, I never thought I was going to be in. And I'm very far removed from now. <laughs> it's so long ago. And now I live at the beach in South Carolina. I'm, I'm about as far from Hollywood as you can get. We used to always have those celebrities come on the plane, but they fly private now. So literally, I'm completely removed. And yet, you get these little reminders sometimes. Like I'll be watching Netflix and there'll be an actor that comes on and I'll go, oh, Luke, hey, he used to come over for dinner. 
odd. <laughs> oh, there's an actress. That, oh, yeah, she used to come over for dinner, too. Um, you know, I knew her kind of well. But now I just see them on television. It's like um, a little weird and uh, surreal. So lots of times uh, you can't sleep when you have like hour and a half or two hours for crew rest when you're going to or from Europe. And then there's times when you really sleep and you're like dreaming and uh, it's time to get up. You got to hurry because you got to do another service upstairs and you have to make the bed for the next person. And, you know, you got to get your brush your hair. So you're kind of in a hurry. So I had slept. So it's kind of like a victory. Yay. And then uh, I'm, I'm about to put my shoes on. And somebody has put their mask in my shoes, inside my shoes. I don't, uh, my mask was in my bunk. So I'm looking at it going, ooh, ooh, who, who would put their mask in somebody else's shoes? And then I realized we had the exact same shoes. They were her shoes. We had the exact same make and model, even look like the same size shoes. <laughs> So one of my neighbors was moving to, from one um, place in the community to another place in the community. So basically they could um, move a lot of the stuff themselves, but they were also moving from uh, selling their house in Atlanta. So they had movers and um, we were sitting around chatting and she was saying, they lost my purses. And I was like, oh, they lost your purses. Did they lose anything else? And she's like, no, but... Those purses were really valuable and sentimental, and I had like a Gucci purse and a Prada purse and an Yves Saint Laurent, and I had a purse from my mother. And like, I mean, I have insurance, but those purses were really valuable, but they were also sentimental, and some of them aren't even are like irreplaceable. And so we were sitting around. They have these uh, fire pits here, so you can sit around, look at the water and the fire pit. It's so nice. So a group of neighbors, and we're all chatting and saying. Um, well, how did they lose just your purses? She said, well, was it a box that said purses? And we were all kind of like, ooh, ooh. It's kind of like advertising. Uh, here's a box that says expensive jewelry. <laughs> you know, like if you're going to steal something, you might want to steal this box. So one of the neighbors was like, yeah, you should have wrote on there old underwear. And then another neighbor was like, yeah, but there's a segment of the population that, that might like old used underwear. So we're like, yeah, probably not underwear. How about socks? You should have written on the expensive purse box that they were like used socks. Passengers say the darndest things. On the airplane, working from Europe, back to the United States and it's getting towards the end of the flight and this passenger comes up and now I know some of you depending on what planes you're on you might be picturing a single aisle aircraft where there's one restroom in the front and two in the back and if there's beverage carts in the way they might let you use the one in first class so this is a different type of aircraft and um, there's two restrooms in the front for first class and it's a big first class then there's a galley so there's no restrooms there and then everybody else's restrooms are behind them so there's four in the middle and then two more in the back so there's six and there's two aisles and there's a cross aisle so you can get through so uh, and there's nobody blocking the aisles so this woman's trying to come through the curtain and she said 
I said, can I help you? She's like, um, I'm going to go to the restroom. And I said, oh, we don't have any here. They're behind you. And she said, that's what somebody told me earlier in the flight. They're still in the back. And the other flight attendant and I are looking at each other going, well, yeah, they haven't moved. <laughs> they haven't moved in flight. They're rather stationary. This was fun. It comes from a listener named John, and he said he was in Salt Lake City in a parking lot, and he, as they were coming into the parking lot, a car with the windows down was blasting the intro to my podcast, My Betty and the Jets song. I was like, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to see the polar bears. I'm going to see the king of the Arctic. I love that. The king of the Arctic. Uh, Going to Churchill, Canada. Um, Then I'm going to be driving around Alberta, Canada. And uh, in Churchill, where they have these bears. Uh, I don't know how much I told you before, but it's... uh, The reason why the bears are there, and the bears are only there for a short amount of time. So the ice freezes there first. So the bears from all over the Arctic, and it's so high up in the Arctic, it's a four and a half hour flight north from Winnipeg. Um, (laughs) So the bears uh, know where the ice freezes first. So they kind of congregate um, in this little teeny town where there's a there's a one to one bear ratio. So one bear per person. <laughs> I think there's 800 people and 800 bears. So the, the bears come there and then they kind of hang out and wait for the ice to freeze. And then they they disperse and leave. So there's like a short little window of time where you can go to this place and see the king of the Arctic. And uh, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I can get a license plate there, you know. But the license plate there, I did a little research, says RA for remote area. So I am going to a remote area. <laughs> uh, part of the reason I'm so excited is, you know, the pandemic. I went a few places, little places. I went to the Caribbean. I, I've been traveling for work, but I really haven't been on a, a trip trip, like a exciting trip. And, um, and, uh, I'm going to see the king of the Arctic. Oh, and if you want to follow me, I'm going to hopefully cross my fingers and toes, have some great photos. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Betty in the Sky. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time when I'm hoping to have all kinds of good stories about polar bears. (laughs) And we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. Bye.